0: Well, good morning, everyone. We are back for, as we preview, week 13 NFL fantasy matchup as we talk with both Jimmy over in Phoenix and Jed over here in suburb of Illinois. Good morning, everyone. Morning. morning. Uh, did any of you guys watch the game? Look, I watched the game. I was highly disappointed. I was very impressed by Tony Pollard. I was very disappointed by Dak Prescott, who got me a measly 14 points. You're playing against the Saints defense. Unless I something about the Saints defense is outstanding, I couldn't understand why they couldn't score any points.
1: Yeah, they didn't get as much as you were expecting. But boy, I I kept thinking about our conversation on Tuesday. I hope people were listening because we talked about Michael Gallup having good hands and that touchdown catch. If you guys didn't see the highlights of that touchdown catch, it was one of the best of the year. It was awesome. So it just proved out that he really, if he gets the ball thrown his way, he can he can catch it.
2: Yeah, I also played C.D. Lamb and also Tony Pollard, and I was not sure. By halftime, I think they had eight points and two points, and then he opens up the third quarter with a 52-yard TD run, and I was so happy. And the other thing I noticed is Taysom Hill threw four interceptions, yet that guy still got 24 fantasy points. And it's because that he ran the ball so much yesterday.
1: I wonder that it that's without my because usually most leagues you lose two points for every interception. So it's interesting yeah. if he still got that I many. You know.
0: Yeah, it just was. I mean, luck. I mean, Dallas, Dak Prescott has been last year before the ankle injury. He was so consistent, always throwing for 300, 400 yards. This week, there are days when he's really good. There are weeks when he really, really struggles at times too. And Ezekiel Elliott, hey, don't – I mean, with that knee injury, that's giving him problems. I'm concerned for him for the rest of the season and even his long-term future as well too. He
2: looks old. I mean, yeah, you're right. He's got that injury, but he looks old. Even when he was running – and, I mean, he just doesn't look right right now. And Tony Pollard looks like he's faster, he's more nimble, and he's the guy that you want to play from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, Pollard was a great pickup uh, last week. He's yeah. he, he looks strong. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, look, he, uh, uh, Ezekiel gets paid a lot of money. I would not be surprised if he's a cap casualty and they end up cutting him and going with Tony Pollard, who is cheaper, and then taking that money and spending it more on the defense as well, too.
2: I mean, they have a pretty good defense so far, but I can see them really shoring up. I mean, that's what Dallas is always known for, good defensive line and offensive lines. And so they play smart. I, can, I, I think Tommy's right. I can see them cutting ties with Elliott, Elliott going somewhere else, um, and then they're really going to shore up, continue to shore up that, those two lines.
0: Yep. Jim, uh, Antonio Brown has suspended three games without pay for violating the COVID-19 protocols. He already was supposed to miss the next two weeks with this injury. With these games, he'll be out until week 15. Is mm-hmm. he someone that you're going to drop, or are you even holding on to him at all for some slimmer hope for the playoffs?
2: No, I don't think so. I don't know if you guys saw that Somebody in our Walter White League dropped A.J. Brown. And so he's not supposed to come back until roughly about the same time, right? So if I had a choice right between an A.J. Brown and Antonio Brown, I choose AJ Brown over Antonio Brown, um, just because I mean there's two other receivers. You never know what Antonio Brown's going to end up doing, and I just feel somebody feels- dropped AJ yeah. Brown. What somebody the AJ I- Brown and James Robinson?
1: What? Yeah, I'm now. Oh. now I gotta go look at that. That's. Insane. But I think a
0: lot of times uh, knowing that guy, or I didn't know he picked up a
2: tight end. It looks like he probably needs a tight end with all the bye weeks.
1: But still, like, yes, dropping still. A.J.
2: Brown and James Robinson. So, yeah, I looked at him, and he's not – I mean, he's in the IR. He's not supposed to come back until week 15. Depending on when your playoff schedule is, you're going to be in the semifinals, quarterfinals, whatever it is. And and so I just – same thing with Antonio Brown. I just don't want to wait for Antonio Brown, but yeah. I'll wait for an A.J. Brown.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. You know what we should really talk about, though, is it's bogus that Aaron Rodgers got – measly twenty thousand dollar fine for basically doing the same thing that antonio brown did and antonio brown somehow suspended for three games because remember antonio brown is vaccinated like yes he yes he got a fake vaccination card and he lied about his status but he is vaccinated whereas aaron Rodgers was not and he lied about his status and he got away with nothing i mean, to me that was like Totally duplicitous. He's also, oh, awesome if I was player. Antonio Brown, I'd be yelling and screaming about this. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, and it's interesting. The media is not giving Aaron Rodgers more heat for this, but it doesn't make any sense to me um, how one is a three game suspension. I mean, three games is significant. You know, it's not like a one game. Sus- like, I think if you do a, um, like, if you get caught with marijuana, isn't it like a one game suspension or something? It's like very little. Um, yeah. So I yeah. don't know. It just didn't yeah. seem right.
2: Yeah. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. So, whatever. You
0: know, so I just want him to cut his hair, shave <laughs> and cut his hair. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jed, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. They're, look, they're playing against the Bears. They're no matter what, they're winning against the Bears. And for us as Bears fans, you're not cheering for them to lose because they have no number one draft pick. All right, so it's just not very good with the Bears right now. But both Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins are playing this week, and Kyler Murray is always going to be decent. DeAndre Hopkins. You know, how concerned are you as well, too? He's coming back with a hamstring.
1: Yeah, I actually am playing Kyler Murray. watching the I'm watching the practice uh, reports very closely, but I am playing Kyler Murray. I'm not playing Hopkins because even before when he wasn't hurt, he was still the uh, Murray was spreading it around so much that he was not doing as well as I had hoped as he has in the past year. So I'm actually holding him out given the injury as well, Um, but watch those practice reports really closely because I'm still worried that they might last minute not play Murray.
2: Yeah, I do think that, I mean, the Bears are notorious for allowing big games from the running backs and the tight ends. I do expect a pretty good game from James Connors as well as also from Zach Ertz. I think both of them, I, I would not be surprised if both of them scored the touchdown.
1: Yeah, Zach Ertz has been a great pickup. I yeah. I have him in yeah. one in one league, and he's been producing really well.
0: Yeah, uh, Zach Ertz, and even the Pittsburgh one, Friermuth, has been doing really really well for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, has been another good tight end pickup too. Got it.
0: Hey, Jim, Allen Robinson did not practice. Next year is going to be his uh, free agent year, and look, there's no uh, incentive for him to even play until he's yeah. exactly healthy. What do you think about Moody as well, too, in, in terms of playing against the Cardinals?
2: Well, I I was surprised to see so many people have already let go of Allen Robinson, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But I don't I I, I think you're right. I don't think he's going to play for the rest of the season, um, because he knows that he's a free agent and he's going to be like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I mean, I, I'm just going to take the rest of this year off and see if I can get another contract. Because I think for him, it's almost like, well. Mooney's already going to be number one, so my time here is done. So why should I play? And I feel like the Bears have kind of moved on from him as well too. Um, Mooney's there. I mean, Jimmy Graham's there. Cole Komet's there. I don't even know. I mean, who's the other? Oh, Marquise Goodwin has been playing a lot more these days. So I feel like you can just let Allen Robinson go.
1: Yeah, it's too bad because I think the talent is still there. So I would would wait to see where he picks up next year. I think he could be a good target next year for a low – low you know um basically like bounce back year so you might be able yeah. to draft him really at a low round and still get good production oh can't hear you tommy
0: yeah uh watch someone like baltimore take him yeah
1: yeah i could yeah. see
0: him as a good fit they no. need somebody that they could throw to mark andrews Allen Robinson. Perfect fit right there. Or New England. I can see yeah. a New England Patriots taking out. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see a New
1: England getting. Oh, man. You know. If New England got him, lights out. New, that's, what's, that's the missing piece in New England is the wide receiver. They just, yeah. since Randy Moss, they have not had that dominant wide receiver. So, yeah, that would be great. But uh, the fact that they're winning
2: with what? a Jacoby Myers, you know, and then Nelson Aguilar shows how so, yep. good they are.
0: Yeah. Myers is best, a third wide receiver. So is Bournes and you have the two tight ends, if you have Allen Robinson as your number one receiver, then go play with Bournes and all those guys, and they have Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, Mac Jones, you'll, you'll be good.
2: Yeah. But for me, I just – I mean, going back to Mooney, though, I am – I mean, I, I think he's a good receiver. I don't think he's a number one receiver. I think he's more of a second receiver. So I would love to see the Bears try to get another player. But then, I mean – I mean, most likely Nagy's out, right? Whether or not Pace is out, you're just hoping that they'll bring in a good coach who, who knows how to use, utilize Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, uh, Jim, DeAndre Swift is probably going to be out with the shoulder, and it, it looked, he probably won't be playing this week. Is Jamal Williams on your flex?
2: I think so. I mean, I think he was available in all the leagues, right? So I picked him up quite a bit in most of these leagues. Uh, they have not determined whether or not they're going to put DeAndre Swift in the IR some people say yes. Some people just say we're going to wait and see. My guess is at least you're going to get two good games out of Jamal Williams. Um, and maybe if he goes uh, – DeAndre Swift goes on the IR, you've got three or four games from him as well too. I don't think Jamal Williams is going to score a lot, but he'll at least give you a good 10 to 12 fantasy points, I feel.
0: Yeah. Jed, I saw that you liked my article that I shared on Facebook this week in terms of Antonio Gibson and also uh, Javante Williams as your number one running backs look melvin gordon did not practice thursday and he's gonna be 50 50. mckissick is out for the last two days in practices Oh,
1: and also Elijah Mitchell as well, too. What do you think of those three uh, running backs? Well, Elijah Mitchell, definitely. I mean, I think you're fine there. And if you watched Antonio Gibson, he had a nice bounce back week. So I think, Tommy, you got rewarded for being patient and waiting. Hopefully you still started him and didn't sit him. Um, But, yeah, I I think both of those backs, um, you know, I'm comfortable playing. I think, again, at this point, if you waited this long uh, for Gibson to come back, now should be the payoff. Hey, I'm very excited.
0: Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, and Javante uh, Williams are all playing in one of my leagues. They're all my starting running backs and flex players.
1: Yeah, you should be fine. I think you'll get good production out of all of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
0: and Jimmy's Alexander Madison is my other flex player.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's a guy. You just hope you better hope that
2: one these running backs aren't gonna fail you. Uh, But I can see I can see them all doing pretty well, though, for this last part of the season. I mean, actually, there was this um, there was a stat uh, that was showing all of the top five running back picks from the draft at the beginning of the year and how all of them are out. Right. McCaffrey, Henry, um, Cook, you know, all of them are out. And so you're left again, as we see it with all these back end running backs that you can pick up off the waiver wire.
0: Uh, Jed, I'm not sure if you recognize uh, Daniel Jones suffers a, a strained neck, but they have a new offensive coordinator for the Giants because Garrett, Jason Garrett was fired. Do you know who their new offensive coordinator taking over the Giants is? No. Former head coach of the Cleveland Browns, Freddie Kitchens. Oh, yeah. wow. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. There is no confidence in if Freddie Kitchens is your offensive coordinator. This is just not going to be good.
2: Do you, do you know why? I was reading this really good story about why they fired Jason Garrett. So I guess Garrett is a favorite of the owners uh, of the New York Giants. And, real, and so this was a way for them to really make a statement to the players that says we are serious about winning. So that's why they let go of the favorite son of the uh, New York Giants um, owners so that they can make a statement to the players that says nobody is off limits right now.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, I, I'm not sure about you. Joe Judge is a former New England guy. Uh, I I can't stand when the New England guys who do really, really well under Bill Belichick, then they come and bring the New England system over a different don't work for Mike Patricia. It probably won't work for Joe Judge. And they tried to create this New England way of doing things. It just never works.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, uh, Jim. Adrian Peterson signs with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Look, there's no Chris Carson. DJ Dallas, are you going after? I mean, uh, Al- Alex. Uh, who's the other one that they currently? Alex out? Collins. Yeah. yeah so Alex I- Collins.
2: Alex Collins did not play again last week. Um, or did not practice this week. Right. And even last week, he had really minimal touches. DJ, I feel like DJ Dallas is your, is your only back that is even worth rostering. But honestly, even for him, he didn't do much last week. I just, I just don't have confidence right now in the Seattle um, Seahawks. Um, I think from what everybody says, um, either Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll is out. One of them is going to be out at the end of the season. And so, and if they're going to keep, and, and Wilson just isn't healthy. I mean, Metcalf, you know, Lockett, none of them are doing well. So, for me right now, I'm just hands off. I mean, I'll still play Metcalf, but everybody else, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not playing them right now.
0: Yeah. Hey, Jed, for you as well too. Darren Waller will probably miss Week 13, and La, uh, Las Vegas Hunter Renfro is the player to own. But if you're really needing a tight end, what do you think of a foster Moreau over at Las Vegas? Is he someone that even you're looking at to start? Because and I say this because Derek Carr has actually been doing really, really decently well.
1: Yeah, no, that's an interesting one. I hadn't thought you're of it. He's actually pretty uh, good. Yeah, I haven't thought of that. That's actually not bad, and they're playing Washington this week, so there should be a lot of points there. That's not a bad consideration. The person I was thinking about if you're looking for a tight end is Noah Fant. I feel like um, you know he's available in some leagues. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's not a bad move to consider the Vegas, um, the Vegas backup tight end. And the reason being is in week seven, when he did fill in
0: for Waller, he caught six of six targets for 60 yards and a touchdown. He's a good fill Look, Waller, uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out, but Foster Moreau might be decent here for the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks.
2: Yeah. I like Foster Moreau. And and, and based off of, I mean, what, their best receiver right now is uh, Deshaun Jackson. And you never know what's going to happen to Deshaun Jackson. So no, they're going to. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Hunter Renfro, yeah, 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 Hunter yeah, Renfro Deshaun Jackson. But you still, once you get to the goal line, you still need uh, Foster Moreau to be able to catch those things.
0: Yeah, the problem with Deshaun Jackson, he hasn't been practicing. So, as usual, you'll get one really, really good game for Deshaun Jackson. Everyone picks him up, and he's injured for the next couple
2: weeks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I used to love Deshaun
2: Jackson. He used to be so good, Deshaun Jackson. beatster. Yeah. Well,
0: actually, speaking of injury, a lot of times, Jen and Jimmy, it actually reminds me of Sammy Watkins. Have you heard anything about Sammy Watkins in Baltimore this year? He'll catch one – he'll have really one really good game, and you swoop him up, and you never hear from him again, and he's injured. (laughs) Uh, Jed, I know this is a player that you like. Give me a case for playing Matt Breida, not as your starting running back, but as your flex this week.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I like Breida. Um, I know he didn't play out as well. I'm starting him in a couple different leagues. Again, this is if you're looking for you've been hit by the injury bug. Bug. I lost both Derrick Henry uh, and Dalvin Cook, and so Matt Breida. You know, again to me the four, what you're banking on is the 49ers offense the 49ers running offense they always you know do well in that department they're playing the Seahawks as we know the Seahawks are you know reeling right now and in a world of hurt and so i expect Breida to do well you know he didn't do that great last week but i'm expecting a bounce back this week yep all right one last thing
0: before we go into Jed's weekly picks Jed, I am rooting for Jimmy to beat our friend David Best over in our keeper team this week because I need David to continue to lose for that last and final playoff spot for me to slip in. I think I have a pretty good team. All my guys, Antonio Gibson, all of them are coming back from injury. But Jimmy is already losing because uh, Dave has already played Taysom Hill, who got him 25 points. Tony Pollard, who already got him 15 points. Ezekiel Elliott by six points. He also then has Jonathan Taylor coming up, Stefan Diggs, Jalen Waddle, whereas Jimmy has Herbert, Elijah Moore, Eckler, Harris. I need Eckler and Harris to just go off and earth to play well against the Bears. That's who I'm waiting for this week.
1: Wait, do we take top six or top four? Top six. Top six. Oh, so I so yeah. I'm technically in right now. Yeah, you're still technically, you're technically in. in. Yeah. Okay, because I was gonna no, say you I, lost I five I need... straight.
0: So let's see what happens after yeah. this week. Yeah,
1: no, I'm I've been horrible. So if I somehow manage to squeak in, that'll be amazing. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. You know that's my brother's mo, right? He 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 tries
2: to if, if his team's not doing well, all he wants to do is eke it out into the playoffs, yeah, and then hope to run the table by having players that are coming back from the IR. <laughs> To be able to play, yeah, no, he's he's yeah. the
1: New York Giants when they came in as the sixth seed and then yeah. ran the table and won the Super Bowl. You're, yes. you're just basically the Giants,
0: yeah. If I'm not first or second, then I say, you know what, I'm going to start uh, taking a risk on certain players that people are willing to play because they're struggling because of injuries. And then once they get to week 12, 13, they're ramping up, and so it's great,
1: Good yeah. Look,
0: uh, Jed, weekly picks.
1: Yeah. So this week was interesting. Um, I'm, I'm going to go straight to the big game. I hope you guys are all excited about Monday night, New York, uh, New England Patriots playing the Buffalo bills in Buffalo Uh, Buffalo bills are three point favorites. Hey, one interesting note, I'll mention just for all you people out there who bet traditionally home team advantages were three points. So if two teams are even Vegas will make the home team a three point favorite. This is the first year, the home Well, the home team advantage has been slowly declining at, over the past three to five years. This is one of the first years you've seen Vegas really move the line to where now instead of three points for home field advantage, you only get a one point advantage. So what that tells you is the fact that the Bills are three-point favorites, that means Vegas actually thinks the Bills are better than just being a home court advantage, that they're actually better than that. I disagree. I think New England is going to win this. I think New England is going to crush Buffalo, actually. Um, I think the Patriots are incredibly hot. The defense is playing really well. Um, So I expect the Patriots to come out of this with a win. Yeah. Will you
0: expect a shootout or will you expect Josh Allen in the offensive to continue to struggle?
1: Exactly. I expect the offense to continue to struggle. I think um, Belichick has got a, a bead on the quarterbacks, and, and we've seen a lot of up and down from Josh Allen this year. I think if the Bills can win, it'll be if they can establish the run game, which they have not been able to do. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see if it comes out. Um, but we'll, and if the defense, if the Bills defense could potentially win the game for them you know, and have a great game, getting to Mac Jones, putting pressure on him, um, then I think they have a chance there. But otherwise, um, I expect the Patriots to win. I don't.
2: I don't know if you. I, I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like this year, a lot of these players that you think are going to be pretty consistent are just not very consistent, right? Like even a Josh Allen, yep. you would think that every week he's going to be able to score twenty to thirty points. Dak Prescott, you know, even a Kyler Murray, but um, I, I think maybe it's just the nature of the NFL. Every week, you never know who's going to end up winning. You never know who's going to end up losing. And some of these folks that you think are just going to come in and win and score tons of points, they haven't done that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. I I do think it's a function of the NFL, which is great. I mean, to me, this is what the NFL wants. They don't don't want blowouts, right? It makes it really exciting. Um, The other only other one I'll mention, the Bengals three point favorites over the Chargers. You know, I've been on the Bengals all year and I just feel like um, I I feel like they'll have a good game this week. So I'm expecting the Bengals to win. Um, But, you know, I don't know. They've just been so up and down. Same with the Chargers. The Chargers have not been what we expected, um, but it's at home for the Bengals. So I'm expecting them to win.
2: My, my only concern from a fantasy perspective about the, the Bangos is uh, the last few weeks, Jamar Chase has not done too well. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Joe, Mixon. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has been incredible, right? So I was like, from, from a selfish perspective, I was like, go back to Jamar Chase. But I wonder again if he's hit this rookie wall and – Joe Mixon is really picking up steam and they're just going to keep feed the ball to Joe Mixon. I
1: actually I actually think it's been a little bit of scheme. Um, there was an interview with Joe Burrow where he mentioned that yeah. one of the biggest learnings for him this year was that he doesn't have to have 300 400 yards for them to win, to really realize that the running game can be very complimentary. So I actually think scheme-wise they've been intentional about not, you know, just having him to throw it, you know, 40 50 times. Yeah. Um so that's why you've seen the drop off in production there, but I think That you know, Jamar Chase is still a great, um, great player. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And at the same time, we just have to remember that rookie wall may be real as well too. The college season ends now, and so a lot of these guys are conditioned to play up to this college season. So I probably they'll drop for a couple weeks, and then they'll get their second win, and they'll continue to do well. So we'll see about that. Now, at the same time, we're seeing Justin Herbert. It's year two. A lot of second-year quarterbacks struggle. Now, in terms of Josh Allen and all those, they did really well in year two, but then now defenses are reading how they're playing their scheme, that Josh Allen runs a little bit like Patrick Mahomes, is if you could pressure him, he can't throw the deep ball, and so you just sit there and block the deep ball and allow him to throw short yardage. So we'll see what happens as these guys start adjusting to everything.
2: The, the good thing about Josh Allen is I feel like he does have some pretty decent weapons, right? He's got Stephon Diggs, he's got Knox back, he's got Cole Beasley, Breda. I mean, he's got some good, decent weapons around him that will always give him some consistent fantasy numbers. Hey, just to let you guys know, remember, for
0: those teams that are on by, the Titans are on by, the Panthers are on by, the Browns are on by, and the Packers are on by as well, too. All right, Mm -hmm. let's talk through a couple of things, uh, games, as we wrap up here as well, too. Uh, Let's talk specifically, Jim, Colts versus Texans is, for instance, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is just going to go off, all right? And we also know Michael Pittman is someone to look at. Is there, are you looking, how about Mo Alleycox? If you really need a tight end, Mo Alleycox did nothing. Is it Jack Doyle? Is it Mo Alleycox? Is it Carson Wentz? Are you thinking about playing any of those three?
2: Well, first of all, I mean, I do think that actually the Houston defense is actually decent, right? And so in, in the last few weeks, if you look at um, the fantasy points and who they play, they've actually done pretty decent. Frank Wright also came out this past week and said, you know, um, uh what do you call it jonathan taylor is our stud running back but we're not going to feed him the ball and have him score five touchdowns like we did last time because that just um that just uh gives him too much work and so that's why last week if you noticed he didn't feed the ball to him as much and he got criticized for it but he just says that's a philosophy for it as well too but if you look at the carson wentz is doing well Um, I think uh, Jonathan Taylor is good. T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman. I mean, they've got decent fantasy players um, and their defense is actually pretty good as well too. Um, uh, On the Houston side, I think Tyrod Taylor is actually a decent uh, pickup if, if you need some sort of backup quarterback.
0: Yeah. Jen, hey, going to the Eagles and Jets. Look, the only one that you're starting is Elijah Moore and you'll take a chance on him. Tevin Coleman, if you're really desperate, you're starting Tevin Coleman. But on the Eagles side, boston scott talk to me about boston scott
1: this week yeah that's an interesting one i mean we all know uh miles sanders has been really um you know struggling (laughs) and yeah and so um i actually had someone ask me if they should drop sanders i suggested still keeping him on the bench um so yeah i think boston scott especially this week expecting the eagles to win and potentially win big so i think that's not a bad move i actually disagree with you on tevin coleman um he didn't have a bad outing last time i think he got like five yards or something um if you need a running back I don't think that's a bad plug-in you know you just see I mean I I don't expect them to win but he's going to get some carries that you know he's the primary guy he's better than Tyler Johnson yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I actually don't think he's too bad of a plug and play. If you're, uh, there's been so many injuries at running back this year that we're really down to the second and even third string, and and you just your 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 gauge for like what is worth yeah. it is a little bit lower than it has been. Yeah,
2: because years. you know why Jed? Because people like Tommy are sitting there stockpiling all the running backs, so the re- the the rest of us have Tevin Coleman and Tyler Johnson to pick from. <laughs> That's smart move. I'm like, why is it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it looks, it's like that other guy in my league who's stockpiling tight ends. I can't get a tight end. It's a good thing. I I picked up Pat Frygerman. But other than that, I had Moe Ali Cox for about three weeks. Uh, one thing in terms of stats, the Jets have allowed the most fantasy points to running backs this year. So in some sense, Boston
2: Scott should be a good play for this week as well, too. The Jim, talk to me, me Boston about Boston Scott. I just hope he doesn't fumble because he does have a fumbling problem, and it's not been this year. It's been the last few years whenever he's got spots starting.
0: Yeah. couple more as well, too, Jim. Talk to me about the Chargers versus the Bengals. Herbert, Eckler, Joe Mixon, but, man, T. Higgins. He has 13-plus mm. points in five of his past six games. T. Higgins has been doing really well in the last three or four games. He has 75-plus receiving yards. And now the Chargers have allowed the second-fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this season. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about T. Higgins.
2: Well, I, I do think that the two receivers that's really coming on as of late is T. Higgins as well as Bar- Bar- Brandon Ayuk in San Francisco. And I I still – I like we talked about – earlier i think uh chase has hit a rookie wall i do think they're going to use taking ins a little bit more so on the cincinnati Bengals, i feel that on the on the san diego chargers if you've noticed um what's his name justin herbert every other game he does really well and so last week he did okay i anticipate him to do have a really good game this week i do hope i mean austin Eckler has been a stud this year whether or not they can get mike williams going um I'm not really sure, but I do think Herbert's going to have a good game this this week.
0: Yeah. Jet, let me pick over you. Look, I'm I'm going through Buccaneers versus Falcons. Let me pick your brain on this. Tom Brady, since the bye week, has been the 10th fantasy in terms of points, 10th fantasy quarterback so far since the bye week. But Rob Gronkowski is tied in three in fantasy points per game when he does play. He has 13 catches for 194 yards in the two games since returning from injury. Leonard Fournette has four touchdowns and forty-four fantasy points last week. Do you keep playing Tom Brady? Now and the answer, easy answer is yes. But if there's a better quarterback out there that's sitting on the waiver wires, are you starting him over Tom Brady or do you just keep playing Tom Brady?
1: Not this week. I mean, they're playing the Falcons, so they should destroy the Falcons, I expect. Um, and, you know, the the one thing about Brady, too, is he's not going to, like, uh, take it easy, you know, just because they, they get a win. Like, he's always wants to push the gas, you know, to make sure that the offense is really clicking. So I don't think this is the week to sit him. I mean, if you've been riding with Brady all season, uh, you got to continue to do so. And I expect them to have good output this week. They should crush the Falcons. The score should be fairly high. Um, For the Falcons, though, if you got Cordero Patterson, you should still be able to get your points there. The person that I'm concerned about is Kyle Pitts. Um, Again, teams have figured out to just take him out, and it really ruins um, the Falcons' chances. So Pitts has been a big disappointment um, that they haven't figured out how to get over that. Jim, last game that I
0: will look at is Broncos versus Chiefs. Six and five Broncos versus the seven and five Chiefs. Javante Williams is the only person I'm starting. Are you starting anyone else? Because we don't even know if Teddy Bridgewater is playing this game. Yeah.
2: No, I think Javante Williams. Because is Melvin Gordon out this week? He is, right? Or is he limited? He hasn't
0: practiced for the last two days. So okay. he's 50-50 right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think so. I mean – um, I think Javon, he's coming in at the right time. Again, I think he's going to be the cam makers of this year, uh, fantasy year. So you'll see some really good games coming out of Williams. Um, It's a Monday night football game. Um, And and Patrick Mahomes seems to do really well in these evening uh, matchups. And so I feel like the – I think the Chiefs are going to win, and I think they're going to do well from a fantasy perspective.
0: Yeah. Hey, I am hoping, Jed, I keep hoping Jimmy does well this week. I'm hoping Tyreek Hill just goes
2: off. That is my hope.
0: Tyreek Hill just goes off.
2: That's because he wants to squeak into the playoffs and come in with his team that he's been building the entire last few
1: weeks so that he can win this thing. (laughs) That's what he wants. You never know. I mean, Tommy, I think you're right there. I mean, I think, yeah, it, it could definitely fall your way. Even, yep. even if, you know, let's see if, yeah, you need him to lose and then you need to win. But even if you both lose, oh, your points are way behind. Yep, so you, my yeah, points you are, to, there's
0: no chance for me to catch up on
1: points. Yeah, okay, because that's what I was going to say. That's the next thing is usually that points as a tiebreaker. So, oh, good luck. We'll see. Yeah, week fifteen is the first start of playoffs. I need
0: him to lose two games and to win both games. Guaranteed. That's the only reason. If we both win and tie one one, I lose to him in points.
2: Jed, I bet he would be Tommy would be so pissed if I decided not to play a bunch of my players because so, I much rather I much rather uh, face a David Best and Tommy's team coming into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, um, you, you guys should. So I've done that before, um, uh, Jimmy, I've done that where like I purposefully tanked because I did not want the other guy to get in. Um, You know, it's interesting whether or not that there's a whole debate about whether or not that's ethical or not. Right. It's the same debate as the NFL about whether or not you should be allowed to sit your starters and essentially lose a game. If you've already locked up a number one or number two seat. Um, So, but I've done that before.
0: Look guys, I am very excited about my team. If I get in the playoffs, I have Devontae Adams, Devontae Williams, David Montgomery, Rob Gronkowski, Alex Mad- Madison, Gibson, Mooney, uh, Rogers, McLaren, all in my lineup. I, that, that's the team I want.
2: Yeah. See, and, and honestly, you're looking at comparing that to the other team that might squeak in, and you're having an easier time. So you're right, Jed. There's a part of me that says I, I, I think I, I might just tank this week and not play any of my good players. but <laughs> But... but, but but I, I also feel like that that is unethical, and you should always, every week, play the best you can and to see how it works.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm not of the of the ilk that it's unethical because I think you're still trying to the the bottom line is you're trying to win the overall championship, and you're putting mm-hmm. you're trying to put yourself in the best position for that. But I do agree that it sometimes backfires on you. Remember that we were just talking about the Giants who were the sixth seed, and then they won the Super Bowl. If you guys remember back to that season, they had the same opportunity. They declined. They played all their starters the week before the playoffs, and they actually lost a key lineman who got injured. And so everyone was like, see, that's why you don't do that. But then they went on that magical run, and I feel like it just kind of worked out for them. So you know, you just have to be careful with it. Yeah.
2: Totally. I get it.
0: Hey, a couple of things. Let's talk about baseball and also uh, basketball as well, too. Baseball, there's nothing. It's a lockout. But, man, if baseball does not start spring training on time, coming back from COVID-19, they're going to piss fans off. If they're struggling with attendance now, you keep having a lockout that goes past spring training and into games, and you're arguing about money in the midst of lockout. Those owners just learn, need to learn how to give on both sides. Just need to learn to give in on this one. Yeah, and then also basketball. Any thoughts in terms of basketball? Any players that you guys are looking at? Anything, any news or anything that you would pick up or recommend?
1: Well, Bulls had a nice win yesterday against the Knicks. Um, that, but yeah, I'll just say I'm enjoying the Bulls' run. Um, it's been it's been fun. So yeah, no, I haven't. My fantasy team is doing well. I don't know how about you guys, uh, but I'm I'm been enjoying it. Yeah. Hey,
0: speaking of fancy, over the New York Knicks, right? They bench Kemba Walker. Who, who's the player that, besides Julius Randle, are you picking up Fournier? For Fournier, or is it Derrick Rose? Or who, who's the guy that you're looking at right now?
1: I, I like quickly, <laughs> but I know he's very up and down. But I've always liked his game, so I don't know if he can get more minutes. Um, he's someone I would look at.
2: Actually, the the person I I really like, who's been doing really well, is Burks uh, for me. He's actually had a pretty good run. Um, with and with Walker out, um so and the other person going back to waivers that Tom you might talk about, you guys saw that Bam Adebayo from um, Miami, the center. He's he's out. I think he might be out for the entire season. So Dwayne Deadman, actually, who's who's starting in place of him, this past week had 11 points, 13 rebounds. He's actually a pretty decent pickup, I think, for people who are needing some good re- rebounds and blocks.
0: Now, I would say this about Bam. According to Woj, he could be back as early as four weeks because all it is is the thumb. Yeah. So if you you have an IR spot sitting there waiting Mm -hmm. and make a low ball offer for Bam, try to get him because some people don't want to give up that spot and then from that point, wait those four weeks if you can afford it.
2: My RR spot, I have I just need Clay Thompson to get off because I have him an IR and I still have Kawhi Leonard and I'm just waiting to decide whether or not I want to dump him or not because no one knows when he's coming back. Yeah.
0: Hey, by the way, if you're also looking for a small forward and power forward, take a look at Ja'Shawn Tate over at the Houston Rockets. Really? Is he the young that good? player? I think, in the last four games, especially and now it's probably because Christian Wood is out. Last night he had 32 points. Before that, he had 15 points, six rebounds, eight assists. Before that, 16 points, two rebounds, five assists in the steal per game. Yet last night he had two steals. Take a look at Tate.
1: Why is uh, Dwight Howard suddenly a hot pickup? I see everyone's getting him. Did he get a bunch more time or something? Dwight Dwight Howard? Howard? Dwight Howard on the Lakers is suddenly a hot pickup. But here's the problem with Dwight Howard, his field goal
2: percentage and that free throw percentage is not good. So it's really hard for me to justify game him.
0: And also take a quick look at Damian Lillard. Uh he's been out, he's gonna be out for another 10 days. He has a damaged tendon that attaches to his pelvis. That's why he's been struggling a lot. And he'll probably be out for another 10 days. And who knows what's gonna happen if it's gonna be more than 10 days. So take a quick look. Look at Anthony Simons, even though he did go out yesterday with an injury. And so a lot of the times McCollum suddenly becomes a huge primary focus of the offense. But maybe Anthony Simons might be
2: depending on what his injury is. Yeah. All right. Anything else about Bitcoins before we wrap up? No, all the stocks are tanking. Bitcoin is going down. But I mean, I mean, this thought of it reaching $100,000 by the end of the year, I don't think it's going to happen but as we keep saying long-term, but everything's tanking. I'm looking at all my stocks right now. All of a sudden, um, everything that I have has dropped by like 10%.
1: So I have been on the stock side. I've really been waiting. You know, I've been debating if now is the time to buy all the travel stocks. So specifically, um, airlines, uh, Boeing, I've been looking at, um, Disney world. You guys are going to Disney. Uh, I've been, thinking about disney um and in the cruise line stocks because they're all down at their you know 52 week lows at some point i think that's all going to turn around and so is now the time to jump in i'm kind of thinking it might be Mm -hmm.
0: got it well guys thank you very much we're looking forward to week 13 and we'll probably be back on tuesday to as we wrap up week 13 and Hey, for many of you guys, if this is your first week of playoffs, best of wishes, trade deadline for some leagues are gone. And so best of wishes with the current team that you currently
2: have. great. thanks.